Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 84 of the Spirit Sundays podcast, and uh, I am recording this on Saturday at 4.20, blaze at 7pm, during the AFL Grand Final, because I don't give a fuck, (laughs) I don't care who wins, actually no, I really care who wins, because that will affect which video I drop on the second of the siren, so I might have to pause this podcast, because I think... The final will be ending in the next 20 minutes or so, but I'll come back. There'll still be a regular length podcast. But yeah, basically, you, you guys know, I don't care about the football and this shit. All I care about is who wins so that I can go on Facebook and post a celebration video celebrating the wrong team. So, man, this is what me and Luke did yesterday while we were supposed to be doing compliance training for the new upcoming radio gig, because your boy has a real fucking radio show. But uh, what we what what we had to do is because it's like um, you know it's a it's a media corporation. You have to go through compliance training, and it's just the worst stuff. And it's it's mainly compliance training for things you can't can't say or things you can say. So. Not so much you can't talk about this or, you, or you, you know, there's obvious ones like you can't swear, but it's also interesting ones like you can't, um, you can't talk about gambling odds, uh, like after, but before a game or you can't endorse political candidates right before an election. There's like lots of li- different rules that really make a lot of sense about things that you can't say. Not so much so that, you know, you lose advertising dollars, but more just stuff that makes sense. Like, I can't promote medicine, I can't promote smoking, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, what else can I do? I can't ridicule a child, or no, I can't get a child on the show that is under 16 and then bully them on air. Um, just shit that makes sense, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we had to go through all of that. And then, then there was also, that was only that was only a small part of it. Most of it was stuff like um, just regular office life stuff. Like, this is who you talk if the off, this is who you talk to if the office catches on fire. This is how you respond to uh, workplace bullying. Uh, this is how you don't discriminate against women or, or pregnant chicks or... All the, all, you know, all that kind of shit that you have to go through when you get a new job and, and it's just, oh, it's the worst stuff. I mean, it's important, but man, it was so difficult. Me and Luke were doing it at the same time. Uh, it, it's only supposed to, it's supposed to take three hours, right? And uh, we started it at 11 a.m. yesterday and I just finished it. <laughs> <laughs> because we started at 11, we did it for an hour, and then I was like, uh, hey, do you, uh, do you want to get food? We should probably go and go and get some food, and then he was like, yeah, we really do need to eat, hey, so we went and we got some food, and we did not return for eight hours. <laughs> we procrastinated this compliance training that hard that we didn't get home for eight hours, and what we did was I was like, oh man, I really want to make a video for the grand final. You guys will have seen it by the time this podcast goes up, unless you're a Patreon supporter because you guys get all the podcasts early. Um, But you guys know what I do. Every time the AFL grand final is on, the millisecond after the the siren ends and the game ends, I post a photo of the the team that lost saying congratulations to the losing team for winning. Um, and then everybody gets fucking angry, all of the football supporters rage because I've posted the wrong team, and all of the people who like me thinks it's hilarious because I've posted the wrong team. Well, this year I wanted to switch it up, wanted to change things up, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to post 
a video this time. I'm going to full-on commit to this. And what me and Luke did is we posted a video of us celebrating both teams winning. So I had to do one of the... What's the... The Tigers is one of them, and then the Adelaide somethings. I don't know. It's the Adelaide guys. But we, what we had to do is I had to go to the fucking AFL store and buy... Two outfits of each team, so four outfits. One for me, one for Luke, for the Tigers. One for me, one for Luke, for the fucking Adelaide Crows. And I spent like $150. It sucked. Because the official merchandise, I had no idea how expensive it is. It's so expensive. It's a fucking ripoff, man, for a singlet. A singlet for a team that was not even in the grand final. $110. And you know it was made... By some kid living in the Philippines. <laughs> and he's getting 10 cents for it. And, and the AFL's getting 110. It's crazy, man. I can't believe it was that expensive. I was, I was expecting... I asked Luke how much. And he goes, oh, they're about 60 bucks. I'm like, what? 60 bucks for a singlet? That's fucking nuts. And don't tell me it's a jersey. Don't tell me it's a Guernsey. Don't tell me it's an official fucking sports vest. It's a singlet, all right? It's a t-shirt with no sleeves, singlet. Don't give me any of that sports uniform bullshit. It's a singlet with two different colors on it and the AFL logo and whoever is paying the team to get their shitty brand on it too, all right? That's what it is. It's a singlet. Don't tell me it's not. 110 bucks for a singlet. Congratulations if you bought that. Although, I don't know why I'm talking. I'd, I waste fucking $60 on action figures on the regular. <laughs> But mine are from Japan and they're very articulated. So, you know, they're not toys, they're action figures for men and adults. And that's that's what I am. I'm a I'm a fucking child, alright? So yeah. I'm uh we, we did this compliance training and I just finished it and it was the it was the most painful thing. I thought that I got out of this job stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna do comedy because I hate having a job and all I wanna do is tell dick jokes and be an idiot and make people laugh and make a little bit of money out of it, and then I will never have a boss again, and then I get this radio gig, and I gotta do compliance training! No, but seriously, um, this radio thing is a it's, a, it's a huge opportunity, and I'm really, really happy that me and Luke have got it. I wanted to talk a little bit about how we got that um, on the podcast, because a lot of people are uh, very interested about it. And, you know, we've kept it secret this long. Well, it actually hasn't been that long. Like, the... It's only really been... Th- about three months from beginning to end of uh, this thing. It's happened so fast and it's, um, it's really, really cool. So basically, it's, it's kind of an interesting story. So for some reason, it's, I, through, through this weird family kind of connection, my cousin and, and my cousin's friend is this person's wife and blah, 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 blah. So my cousin's friend is the wife of... Hamish and Annie's producer, and I know him because he reached out to me in like 2013 to do uh, an over-the-phone interview with Jules Lund, Um, and he was really nice to me, and he was like, those two were, I think, the first ever media interview that I ever had, this was on the radio, that were not assholes to me straight off the bat. Um, they, they, they just wanted to talk to me about trolling and my thoughts on it and, and the difference, the difference between trolling, what I do and cyberbullying, what cunts do, right? Because I do think there is a difference and I've said that multiple times, you know, trolling is just 
saying the wrong thing or pulling a stunt or, you know, the shit that I do. And then cyberbullying to me, the definition of it is harassment, like harassing one person for a sustained amount of time, doxing them, being horrible, all that kind of shit. I think cyberbullying is real, but I do think that the media and the public conflate trolling and cyberbullying and, and, and think that trolling and cyberbullying are the same thing when really they're so different. Um, and often when they call something cyberbullying, I would look at that and I'd be like, nah, that's just fucking trolling. Anyway, another issue. So he was really nice to me and I got in one of the only balanced media interviews I ever had. So I was like, oh, this guy's all right. And I remember he, he, was, he messaged me after that, like in 2013, he was like, hey, um, you got a lot of potential. If you uh, ever start doing, you know, comedy and start focusing on that and you have something, send it through to me and, uh, you know, I'll have a look. And I always kept that in the back of my head. And I was like, okay, so radio could be kind of fun to do. But at that time, you know, I was solo, wasn't really working with anyone. I had just started stand up, like I was about six months into stand up. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to focus on the stand up thing. I'm not going to try and chase radio when I'm not ready for it. Or, and I don't have anyone that I work well with together yet. So I'm just going to do that and then focus on stand-up and then keep that email in my fucking contact list and then we'll see what happens. Fast forward about a year and a half, Nothing Inc. starts. I'm like, okay, this could be a radio thing maybe. Um, And Nothing Inc. was going really well. As you guys know, Nothing Inc. was the precursor to this podcast. It was a podcast with me, myself, Carla Califalo and Elliot Loney. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, We did some great podcasts with that. And we were kind of thinking that this could be a show for radio if we got it good enough and it got pretty good but then it was just too hard to get us in the room together we all kind of had different goals Carla was pursuing stand-up and Elliot was doing more sports focused content which I don't know at all like I just don't understand sport because I just don't like it but he's really good at that kind of stuff and I'm just not and and you know I was doing this focusing on stand-up and then I started doing Lou Review really hard and, and uh, it was just very difficult to get us in the same room. So we all kind of decided together, hey, let's just stop Nothing Inc. instead of trying to force it and, and it would be once a month if we could really do it. So we we're like, let's just stop Nothing Inc. We'll leave it there. We'll let it sit. We'll keep it up so the fans can still enjoy it. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll just do a solo podcast because I really enjoyed podcasting. So I did the started Spearheads, Nothing Inc. ended and I started Spearhead Sundays and then I've been doing doing this podcast for almost well almost two years now, and I really enjoyed it. But again, uh, once I got good at this podcast, it was a solo thing. You know, radio you don't really want it. There, there aren't really any solo radio shows other than Three AW where they're talking about oh the the bloody millennials are up to this and the the fucking Apex Gang are up to that and oh don't let the the, the refugees in because uh, I don't know I'm old and I don't like change and, you know that those are the only kind of solo shows that work so I was like you know what I'm not going to waste this contact that I have at the radio by sending them a demo tape of me fucking talking to myself and laughing at my own dumb jokes so I'm like whatever and then. Uh, about a year, uh, basically straight after Nothing Inc. ended, I started, I met Luke and we started working together and, and he had just started stand up and just started videos and he was kind of getting good and blowing up in his own right and, and we really enjoyed working together and never really thought anything about starting a podcast or a radio show with him, but we just kept working together more and more and collaborating naturally. He was opening for my shows, I was opening for a few of his, we were both in each other's videos and we both worked just as hard as each other as well and we were both 
we complemented each other, like our humor styles were were very different, but in a way that appealed to the same kind of people. Do you know what I mean? Like Luke is a lot more silly than me and a lot more kind of, uh, I would say, widespread appeal, whereas my stuff is, is more like a, a fucking laser where the people who like it really fucking like it and then everybody else just, nah, I don't really get it. <laughs> so that's that's why I have this fucking insane loyal fan base, which is you guys who, you know, it's it's so easy to start things and, and get it in the news and, and fuck around with people because you guys are always, always have my back and I'm super grateful for that. But I don't, I very, very rarely go viral. Whereas Luke has done that several fucking times and he does that very easily, you know, in, in, this, in, this span, in a much shorter amount of time. He has doubled me on Facebook and he's, he has multiple videos with millions of views. And I just have kind of realized that I can't, I can't create that stuff. I like doing long form content that uh, is, is much more thinky and weird. And I like doing political satire and lure review. And those things very rarely go viral. You know what I mean? Like they do, but they, uh, they, they're much more, my content basically just grows at a much steadier rate, but also much slower. But I retain the people that I have, and whereas Luke's is blows up and gets fucking huge, and that's a, such a great skill that I just am not very good at. So we kind of complement each other like that. And then we started doing, he started his podcast, and every now and then we would be on each other's podcasts and we would fuck around and we really didn't have any idea that we wanted to do radio. Like Luke wanted to do radio. I didn't really want to do it. I was like, oh, it could be fun, but I wasn't chasing it. I was chasing stand-up and chasing videos. And then over the course of years of us collaborating and doing podcasts together and just doing dumb shit all the time in private that no one would ever see, I was like, hey, I have this contact. Why don't I email him a cut up of a few of our podcasts and we'll see what happens. So Luke was like, yeah, I guess let's do that and see what happens. And that's kind of cool. And then at that same time, Luke was also talking to Jack Post, who were, who is like the guy behind the desk at Hamish and Andy. So I know the producer, uh, Luke knows Jack, who pushes all the buttons and makes sure the show works technically um, and is a very nice dude. And also Jack Post knew of Luke's stuff because it had gone viral and all that kind of stuff. So it was like this weird coincidence of where we were both kind of networking, but separately, but it was at the same place and it just kind of worked. So anyway, Hamish and his producer gets back to us and, and he goes, hey, this is some really good stuff. Um, but, he, but he was really nice. He was basically like, hey, this is some really cool stuff, but um, your online stuff is a little bit too scary for us or for me, so maybe come back to us when your online stuff is a little bit less scary, but I've shown some other people at the station, and uh, maybe they'll disagree, and we were like, okay, yeah, fair enough, I understand, um, very nice, but uh, I'm, we're not going to change the online stuff, so I guess maybe radio's not for us, and then we kind of forgot about it. A few weeks after that, um, the big boss at... Uh, SCA, which is the radio state, which is the company that owns the radio station that Hamish and Andy is on. He came down to us. He sent us an email. He was like, hey, I've listened to your tape. I love it. Do you want to come into a meeting next week? And we were like, oh, okay, fuck yeah, let's do it. So we go into a meeting and uh, they were great. We sat down with uh, the big boss 
and uh, the the secondary boss, and uh, he gave us a talk. He's like, I really like your demo um, that you sent through. I want you to do a couple more so you can learn radio. We'll get Jack Post pushing the buttons for you, record a few demos, send them through to me. You can use our studios, come in once a week for a month, and we'll see what happens. And we were like, oh, all righty, cool, awesome, let's do it. So we did them, and we did them with Jack Post, and they, they went really well, and we improved at radio, and I was kind of iffy about it. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do radio. I don't want to, I don't really want to, I don't want to censor any of my online stuff. I don't want to change anything that I'm doing online. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I don't know if these guys are going to try and control what, what we say and, and what type of radio we create. I was quite nervous about it, but then we started doing the demos, and we started getting feedback, and it was basically... Like, yeah, we love you guys. You guys are great. They said nothing about what we were doing outside on the internet. They didn't really care. Um, They said nothing about the type of radio that we were creating. And I was finding that really the only thing that I did have to change about me was to not swear. And that was the easiest thing. I mean, I've done it before. I've done gigs where they've requested, hey, we have a younger audience. Please don't swear. I'm like, yeah, sweet. I can do that. That's easy. Um... And the biggest change for me was to create shorter form content, really, which is what Luke is so good at and which is why we work so well to, well together. Whereas this podcast is basically like a, a one-hour conversation. Like, for example, I've been talking about the radio for 17 minutes now. Whereas when you're on radio, you talk about one thing for three to four minutes. You try to find a punchline at the end of the four minutes and then you go to a song. And it's like, so you have to break it up and you have to come up with 10 different subjects rather than this podcast where I come up with like maybe four and I'll talk about that for an hour. (laughs) Um, So that was the biggest change for me, but I found that I fucking loved it. It's really, really fun. And and working with Luke is great. We work just as hard as each other and uh, the, the radio guys are so behind us. They're just like, yeah, do whatever you think is funny. Do that. We don't care. There's no rules, no restrictions. Do whatever you want to do online. We're totally behind you. Do whatever you like. Um, We love the demos. Go for it. And they gave us some really helpful feedback on how to get good. And uh, then we got to the end of the demo period. We went into another meeting with the big boss. And he was like, yeah, do you guys want a show? Monday to Friday on Triple M. Want a digital. (laughs) And we're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So, uh, and then we were waiting for, we were waiting for, but you can't do this, you can't do that, and you have to say this, and you have to say that. And we got none of that. We got absolutely none. We have like 100% creative freedom, you know, within reason. Obviously, we can't swear. Obviously, we can't do violent stuff. Obviously, we can't talk about sexual stuff. And, and you know, it's within reason. Um, and so we were like, yeah, fuck it. This is great. Let's do it. So now we have this show that... Really, we've been given zero feedback outside of technical, this is how you make create this is how you make good radio. We have no feedback at all. We have absolute creative control over the the what what kind of show we want to make, and we can do whatever we want um, online. So what initially I was very, very nervous about and very worried about things that were going to change or things that they would try and make me change. I, it, it immediately turned into, fuck, they just want us to do what we think is funny. And I started to realize, fuck, this is so much more fun than I thought it was going to be. And I really, really like it. So I'm super excited 
for this show to start and really doing the show on Triple M Modern Digital, nobody's listening and that's perfect because we can kind of nut out how we do a daily show every single day and figure out what works for us and figure out what doesn't work for us while, you know, the ratings aren't exactly the biggest deal. We are the only show on Triple M Modern Digital. We're pioneering the entire station and they've basically just said, yeah, do whatever you want, get comfortable, figure out how to make good radio or how you guys personally make good radio and then after you con- after you conquer that we'll talk about where you can go and i think the reason for that is because it's the same station that um Hamish and Andy are on you know we're in the same building as Hamish and Andy we've met both of them just once they were really nice to us um and those two really pioneered radio um really pioneered the idea of give the creative people their own control and let them do whatever the fuck they want, even if it sounds stupid. Because if it works, it'll be fucking greater than anything that people in business suits can create themselves. You know what I mean? Like a lot a lot of uh, mainstream entertainment, like radio and TV shows, they'd be like, oh, we'll get this famous person and that famous person and this footy player put them in a room and then cross our fingers and hopefully they'll work where, and that does work sometimes, but what works even better than that is two people who are funny and who are genuinely friends because you can create, um, you, people can learn radio. They can't learn a good dynamic and a good dynamic is a good friendship essentially. And Hamish and Andy are the ultimate example of that. And they are the biggest and the best show that has been on for the last fucking 10 years. Um, so I think that Triple M and, uh, HIT, which is underneath the SCA umbrella, is the perfect place for Luke and I to kind of figure out what works for us and try the, the, try and make the show that we want to make and have that creative control because Hamish and Andy have already blown their minds a million times over by proving, uh, if you trust the creatives, they'll pull through with something great. So I think that, you know, now that Hamish and Andy have paved the way for, for creative people, me and Luke coming in just behind them as they're leaving is uh, a really great thing because they kind of have learned that trusting the artist works. So we're in a really supportive environment with the radio. We can do whatever we want within reason. And uh, I'm really, really happy and I'm super excited about this show. So um, the show is called Luke and Lewis for Lunch. It's on Triple M Modern Digital from 12 until 2 p.m. If you're in Australia and you want to listen live, you can listen on a digital radio. But to be honest, nobody really has them or nobody our age has them unless you've got a newer car. So I would say the best way to listen, and this works worldwide, is to just download an app called Radio App or download the Triple M app. And you can listen live and it will remind you when our show starts. The Triple M app does that, I think. You can just go on Triple M, download their app, and then go to our show on there and hit remind me when it's on. And it'll tell you. And then you can just listen on your phone the same way you would a podcast. That's how you listen live. Uh, Other than that, you can listen on all of the podcast apps and on YouTube. We're going to be filming the show. We're definitely filming the first show. We're pretty sure that it should work out. The only thing we're worried about is how to get the audio from the good microphones into the cameras. But the tech people there have told us that they're onto it. So as long as when we walk in on Monday, they've done their job properly, we should be able to hear it 
and uh, we should have at least the first film, the first show film. But we're going to try and film all of the others, depending on how much work that is. Because obviously, we're on Triple M Modern Digital. We don't have a social media guy. We don't have a camera guy. It's just me and Luke. That's it. So they're giving us a lot of trust, but they also aren't giving us a lot of resources because I, I think that we are a bit of a gamble for them. It's either, oh, these guys are going to be amazing or these guys are going to be fucking horrible. But our goal is to prove to them that we're taking this fucking seriously and we're treating it like, me and Luke are taking this so seriously, we're treating it like we're on fucking drive on, you know, the flagship show on the flagship channel. We're getting half a million listeners every day. That's how we're treating this. That's how seriously we're taking it. Because at the end of the day, most people are probably going to hear this, are you guys, after the show has aired in the podcast app. So we're really going to treat this like it's a fucking amazing show. Sorry that this podcast is this podcast is basically all about the radio show because that's all that Luke and I have done this week. Um, we've just been getting ready for the lead up, the launch, you know, launching all the social media, doing this fucking compliance training, figuring out what works, and we've been in there every day this week. But um, so that's why this podcast is a little bit boring. But um, I just wanted to talk about how my stuff will change while the show is on. Uh, the ways that my content online will change is uh, really not at all. In fact, I think that this is going to be really good for me. As you guys know, I've been dying. I've been dying to go to work every day. Like, to go to work at Comedy. Like, I've been dying for a fucking warehouse or an office space or somewhere that I can work that is not my fucking bedroom where I sleep. And this has given us the opportunity to do that. They've given us our own little studio that has desk space and everything, so... Really, I think this is going to be the best thing for my online content, even though we're going to be doing this radio show and it's effectively doubled my workload. I think that because we have a space to work, it's going to make me so much more productive. Like, for example, we went in and we did a demo um, one day. And then after the demo, I just sat down and in the studio and edited by Monthly Bull and uploaded it there. Uh, and it was the best shit ever. I didn't get distracted. There was nothing for me to get distracted by. And I didn't feel like I was stuck in the same place because I had left and I'd gone to work. And then when I left work, I left work at home. It wasn't in my fucking head. And I was way less stressed about putting out content and writing videos and filming and all this shit that I got to do because I did it and then I left. It was really, really good. So I think um, I'm going to get a routine in. I'm going to go in in the morning do the radio show, then after the radio show, I'm just going to stay there and work on my online stuff. We can film there, we can edit there, there's power, there's internet, there's everything, you know? So I think that um, the the online content is going to actually probably increase from this radio show. And then, you know, I mean, who knows what could happen if we can move from Triple M Modern Digital to uh, a bigger station that, that will have a budget and will have production staff and people to help us create things like, like all the other radio shows do. Um, my online content could get even more high quality and even more frequent because I would have to do less behind the scenes things because I have, would have a little bit of assistance with that because... Thinking more and more about the editors, a lot of people, some, well, not a lot of people, some people are like, oh, if you don't edit your videos, it's a little bit less personal, but really, I'm not just a YouTuber, do you know what I mean? Like, when I was only doing YouTube videos, before I started stand-up, all that kind of stuff, editing, easiest thing in the world, film something, edit it, put it up, because that was my only job, was making videos, but now, you know, that I'm doing videos, and I'm doing stand-up, and I'm 
doing this podcast and I'm doing this radio show and I'm touring and I'm doing the special and I post my own merchandise and all, and I organize my own tours and all of the other fucking shit that I do. Really, the, the, the amount of creative stuff that I'm doing personally um, is getting to be it's getting to be impossible for me to also do all of the behind the scenes stuff as well. So I think that having a radio show to, um, to help me create other stuff and having people around me to, to just basically, they're only there to help me make more fucking content will help me make more content. Surprising. So, um, I'm really, really excited about this thing. And I think that doing this radio show, if Luke and I can stick to it and make it great and move from Triple M Modern Digital somewhere else uh, in the next, I don't know, six months or so uh, is totally possible and it will really help me kind of achieve my goal of succeeding outside of Australia because really, yeah, I've got, I've got so, I've kind of realized that I have so much further to go within Australia before I can start focusing on other countries. So, this radio show will help us kind of achieve that and the online thing will not change at all. And that's that's really is a deal breaker for me where if they were like, you have to not do this online anymore, I will be like, well, see you later. So, and, and they totally are behind that. You know, part of the reason obviously why we even got in a meeting in the first place was because we have an online presence. So for us to stop doing the online thing would be an unwise decision for the radio show. So they're totally behind what we're doing and it's really, really great that they are because it's uh, so refreshing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's taken so long for the mainstream media to kind of try and ignore that the internet exists, but for, to have even just one boss at one fucking company to understand the power of online and to start getting people in and we're not the only people that work there that have an online following. It's, we're not the first people there. So they fucking get it. And it's so refreshing to uh, talk to people that understand that stuff. So I'm really, really wrapped. But yeah, anyway, that's enough about this radio show. Um, you guys can listen to it on Triple M Modern Digital if you have a digital radio or the radio app or the Triple M app. If you can't listen to it live, if you work or if you, you'll be asleep in a different country, best way to listen is on the podcast, Luke and Lewis. Just search that in the podcast app. Subscribe to it now while I fucking rant at you. And uh, if you like it, please do keep listening because that's another important thing. Obviously, the uh, ratings matter. So the, the people at the radio will be paying attention to two things. How many people are listening to this thing live and how many people are tuning into it on demand on the podcast and on the YouTube channel? That's what matters to them. So if we can get you guys behind it and we can get you guys listening to it and downloading it and enjoying it and commenting and engaging, um, that's what they'll be looking out for. And we have so much fucking hilarious shit planned. Me and Luke have really planned out the first month of the show to be an absolute banger. We have a bunch of stunts planned. We got a bunch of shit that uh, I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy. So yeah, get behind the show. I can't wait to start this thing on Monday. I think it's going to be the start of something really, really big. And I, 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 I honestly believe it's going to benefit everything else that I do. You know what I'm like, guys. All I want to do is produce fucking comedy. And to do it in another format with a little bit of a budget behind it would be the best shit ever. So I really hope that this radio show works and I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity, especially considering, um, you know, how much shit I've gotten from the mainstream media to finally get something within it is, uh, and have my own creative control is the best fucking best possible scenario. You know, I'm working in the same in for the same fucking company that the chasers are with their radio show. And it's just the best 
fucking shit ever. It's the dream, to be honest. So um, what else did I want to talk about today? That's right. Uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, I asked for a bunch. I asked for you guys to let me know your own thoughts on Coldplay, and I got a bunch of emails. I'm only going to read out two because you know you just. I don't want this to be a Coldplay podcast. All right. I mean, I do. I want. I do want it to be a Coldplay podcast. That's a lie. I just know that you don't want this to be a Coldplay podcast. Um, so I got this email from Nick. He said, uh, "Hey, Lewis, last week's podcast has inspired me. I realized that I fucking love Coldplay. Congratulations, man." Uh, while you were talking about Coldplay, I pirated all 10 of their albums and I listened to them. Mate, don't you do that, okay? Coldplay need your money. You better support their music. Don't pirate Coldplay. Do it properly, man. I mean, pirate it, but if you like it, go back. 10 albums, 16 $160, send that directly to Coldplay. If you don't, I don't want you as a fan. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I pirated all 10 albums, listened to them, fucked up my internet for the next three days, but it was so worth it. I usually listen to American rap, but fuck me, I'm considering wiping my library clean and filling it with Coldplay. Hopefully you can read this on the podcast and inspire other Coldplay lovers like myself to come out of the closet. You see how good it is out here in the open when you're not ashamed of your Coldplay passion? It's amazing. It's, it's, you're, living, you're living your best life, guys. Uh, I also got this email from a guy from Perth. Uh, called Tom. Hey, uh, hey man, I'm from Perth. We are legally not allowed to listen to anything but ACDC. <laughs> well, that sounds like me on Triple M, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I meant, uh, I said Triple M. What I meant was Triple M. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, <clears throat> let's get into the worst part of the podcast. My apologies, guys, but we do need to get into this shit. Uh, we've got some, we've got some good emails. If you don't know, the worst miscellaneous bit at the end is the worst part of the podcast. It's where I answer emails sent in by listeners. If you need some life advice, if you want my opinion on something, if you've done something horrible to somebody else and you need to tell me about it, I would love to hear that. If you're a vandal, if you've got revenge on someone, uh, you guys know what I'm into, all right? Send an email to podcast at loosebeers.com. Dot com and I will read it out and fucking laugh at you. Let me know if you want to be anonymous too, all right? So we got this email. Uh, G'day, cunt. I love your stuff. I recently watched your last Sydney show and could not stop laughing. Keep up the good work, cunt. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Thank you very much. Uh, so my name's Sean, and yeah, I'm not depressed. Sorry to disappoint. Fuck! I told you guys that I only want depressos listening to my shit. Um... I'm 17 and I'm about to go through the HSC, so kill me now. Not depressed, wants to die. Doesn't make sense. Uh, anyway, I was dating a girl called Lauren. After your last Sydney show, you filmed a video saying fuck you to her because she left the country to Ireland. Man, that is the top 90% of what I get asked to do when people meet me is, uh, hey man, can I get you being an asshole to me? I would love that. And then they post it, and people who don't necessarily know a lot of my stuff just see that and assume, wow, Lewis is an asshole. <laughs> Although, you know what, though? Because everybody, um, I think everybody thinks that I'm an asshole when they watch my shit. They go, oh, that guy's just an asshole. But then they meet me, and I'm like, they think that I'm incredibly nice, even though that I'm not. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not an asshole, but I'm just kind of like a regular person. I'm just all it is is I am just not an asshole, and people are so surprised that they think I'm being really nice, and they go, "Holy shit, Lewis is the nicest person." It's like, no, I'm not. 
You just had incredibly low expectations of me. You just assumed that you were going to be like, hey, man, can I get a photo? I'd be like, fuck off, you pleb. Get out of my presence, you dog. I'm famous. Like, that's what you thought I was going to do. And because I was like, yeah, man, sure. I got, I got a couple seconds. Take a photo. What's your name? Cool. And they're like, oh, it's the nicest person ever. It's like, no, you just thought I was an asshole and I was just not an asshole. You need to raise your expectations of me, guys. Um, all right. Where are we? I got distracted. Uh, all right. She, you filmed the video because she left the country to Ireland. As it turns out, her leaving was the easy way she could get away with breaking up with me. And I found out that she developed feelings for my best friend at the time, Harry. Harry is a depressed cunt. Oh, well, he's probably listening to this then, isn't he? <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Well, you shouldn't. Oh, that asshole. He's always depressed. What a dog. No, oh, what a sad cunt. What, it, like, you shouldn't have a problem with someone being a little bit sad. You can't take that personally. So good on you. I mean, you fucking saint. I don't have a problem with that. However, he uses his condition as a way of drawing in sympathy from literally anyone he talks to. All right, I, I'm on your side. I, actually, I disagree with you. I have a problem with that now. I think he's a wank. Uh, so, when I was still dating Lauren, Harry and her started talking quite a bit and their friendship got to the point where Lauren would prefer to spend time with him at parties and piss-ups whenever we went out. Ooh, that's not good. When you take your girlfriend to a party and she hangs out with this, this mysterious, suave, depresso. <laughs> That's no good. Harry's a shit mate. As you could imagine, this fucked with me quite a bit considering this was my first relationship and my girlfriend was choosing to spend time with my best friend over me. That's just typical 17-year-old girl shit, man. So Harry is also a weird cunt. He's straight up gay, but he pretends to be straight. What are you doing? He's straight up gay, but he pretends to be straight. He's currently in some weird fucked up relationship with another one of my friends called Sarah. I don't understand what's what you're doing. Okay, so your friend is gay, but he's stolen your girlfriend and he's fucking some other chick too. Maybe you're gay, bro. <laughs> Uh, he's basically using her as a front to cheat on her with a guy called Zach. Oh, dude, okay. I've completely changed my position on Harry. Harry just sounds like a straight-up pussy-slash-butthole slayer. All right, he's getting, it, he's getting it from all angles. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to widen my sexuality spectrum because I have, I have so many people after me that it's actually rude to only pick one gender. This Zach cunt is like your average jock, except he's also depressed as fuck. I'll get to this part later. All right, so we've got a whole bunch of sad gay dudes fucking each other and your girlfriend. <laughs> um, anyway, so Harry and Lauren have become best friends. And now that she's living in Ireland, he's convinced her that I'm a terrible person. So two weeks after she moves, I'm in the middle of a religion class and I get a Snapchat of her making out with a guy in a park somewhere in Ireland saying, fuck you, Sean. Uh, what a cunt. Of course, I found this funny, but it turns out Harry had convinced her to start trying to make me jealous as a way of getting revenge for me being a shit cunt. So I have to deal with that shit now. And as luck would have it, she's, getting, she's now getting slut shamed because she's too rowdy and hates me even more because I'm best friends with one of with all of her Australian mates. This is such this email is such 17-year-old bullshit drama when when you're in the moment it seems like the most important thing ever. But 
honestly, a year from now, when you're out of high school, you're going to look back on that and you're going to be like, why did I care about this shit? It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm halfway through your email and I don't even care about this shit anymore. <laughs> um, funny thing is that I'm now dating a new girl. Oh, here we go. More drama. And she's an upgrade from Lauren and not a cunt, which is, an, which is amazing. The best thing about this is that Lauren has since become depressed because she has no one and everyone realized she's a shit human being and hates her in Ireland. Was that sick? <laughs> She's depressed. Might kill herself. Fucking lol. Got no mates. Woohoo! Um, this is just... Why did I read this email? It's just 17-year-olds being cunts to each other because they're horny. Um, blah, blah, blah. Australian mates. Asking them about my new relationship, with, which is the ice. Okay. I'm lost. How shit human? Okay, everyone hates her. She's a shit human being. Nobody likes her, even in Ireland. All right. However, to top it all off, she's also she's been going to her old Australian mates and asking them about my new relationship, which is the icing on the cake. And now Harry has started started asking on Lauren's behalf, which I reply with "fuck off, cunt." Anyway, apart from Harry turning my ex girlfriend against me, he wants us to let this Zach kid back into our friendship group. Only because he's infatuated with Zach. Zach is your average arrogant cunt who's threatened to beat a friend who is five foot. He's six foot seven, by the way. <laughs> Sounds like me in high school. Uh, this has caused her. Oh, okay. I'll take it back. Never threatened to bash a five foot woman uh, in high school. I would like to clarify that. Um, uh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see that on uh, on uh, the internet. Lewis bashes small women because that is false. Um, this caused her, this has caused her develop, to develop severe paranoia and wor worsen her already bad mental condition. Dude, is, is your friendship group just full of the fucking bi bipolar sad depressos who can't stop fucking each other and beating the shit out of each other? What is your high school? <laughs> You've got some dude pretending that he's not gay so he can take your girlfriend and then meanwhile he's fucking some six foot seven gay woman basher. And then in the middle of this is some chick who's depressed in Ireland. And then you have a whole bunch of other friends, including a midget girl who's depressed and paranoid because the six foot seven gay Lewis is out to bash her. Oh, man. Uh, this, anyway, Zach has also cheated on one of my good friends called Julia. Hang on, I'm so confused. Isn't Zach gay? I thought Zach was gay with the dude who stole your girlfriend. I'm, this is fucking stupid. Why did I read this shit? I'm, there's one paragraph left, guys. Sorry about this. Why did I, this just, I hate this. This really is the worst part of the podcast. Well, uh, Zach has also cheated on one of my good friends called Julia with a chick at a psych ward and also with Harry. And now Harry has the fucking audacity to demand us to let Zach into our group we're all against it, but if he comes back because of Harry, it will destroy our group. Harry has also threatened to speak to our shitty head of year about us bullying Zach, who has a zero-tolerance standpoint on bullying. 
Sorry to put all of this shit on you, you better be. Thought you'd like to hear the Lauren story, I didn't. Can you give me any advice on how to make her more miserable? No. And cheers for any help about the Zach situation. Don't have any help for you. Keep up the awesome work. Can't wait for death threats, don't scare me, Sean. Fuck. Sean, here's what I think. I think that you uh, might be uh, unknowingly going to school for autistic children. And... (laughs) Because all this is, is like a whole bunch of kids going around, fucking each other, and having awkward social situations that make everybody sad and depressed and uh, annoyed and paranoid. I think you're going to a school for for autistic children. I might maybe ask your mum, check if you've ever been diagnosed with something, ask all of your friends. Here's a good tip. If you have to go to recess... And each 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 person in your friend group has like uh, an adult handler just trailing behind them. You might be going to a special school. Here's another tip: if you have to take the bus to school, and you've got six foot seven Zach, six foot seven gay Zach, fucking a girl while kissing a man and threatening to bash another chick, and he's wearing like a big special fluoro vest that says "Don't mind me." I'm special, you might be going to a special school, man. I don't know about this email, Sean. Here's what, if you don't go to, if you actually don't go to a special school, here's my real advice. Don't, just, who gives a fuck? You're 17, this is all bullshit high school drama, and you're not going to care about it in two years, all right? Read a book, do something else with your time. This drama shit is not worth your time. Go to the gym. Start running, read a book, ride a bike, do anything other than <laughs> who's fucking who? Who should I let in my friend group group? <laughs> Bullying. <laughs> Just doesn't matter. Get a hobby. That's my advice. All right. Thanks, Sean, for that horrendous email. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the podcast. My apologies. This one was a bit of a short one, but um, I just have not done anything this week. I'm being that tired and stressed about this radio thing, but. Um, It's all sorted now. It's all in motion. We start on Monday and uh, the podcast will return to its normal length and its normal fucking bullshit ranting. But I've just been so tired, man. I've just, yeah, really tired, really stressed, really sick of Luke. Me me and Luke spent 48 hours together on uh, Thursday and Friday. I slept over at his house. We had to do fucking compliance training. We had to do figure out what we're going to talk about. We got to figure out like all of our longer form ideas and how we're going to do everything and all of the logistics of the show. We spent 48 hours together and then me and him both looked at each other and were like, if we spend any more time together, our radio show is going to suck because we will hate each other. (laughs) So uh, we're... We're, uh, I haven't seen each other for a couple of days, and uh, now I'm looking forward to doing the show. Whereas before, I was like, I don't want to talk to this cunt. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening to Speared Sunday's podcast. If you liked it, rate me on iTunes. Um, maybe consider supporting what I do on Patreon. Uh, if you want to get early access to videos and stuff, and uh, and the podcast episodes too, I'm gonna have. Um, I'm going to be much more regular with videos. Also, there's going to be much more uh, Luke and Lewis content. Obviously, we'll be filming all of the shows and all of the stunts and all of the breaks and all that kind of crap. Um, but the main thing is, uh, I would really like to say, if you ha- if you can, please do listen to the show live. We would really appreciate you listening. It's from 12 p.m. until 2 p.m. on Monday, 
until Friday, every day until Friday, Monday to Friday, every week um, for a while. So we would love you to listen. If you are at school or at work or you don't have a digital radio, listen to the podcast because this really does uh, rely on us being able to prove that our show is popular. So if we can, within the first few weeks, be like, hey, look at your ratings before Luke and Lewis and look at your ratings after Luke and Lewis, that will really uh, enable us to you know, be in a good position to be like, hey, you should maybe give us uh, an assistant that can help us do more shit. Or maybe we could have a little budget because they, they're really rolling the dice on us, it seems, and we have, we have no budget. They're paying us a tiny amount of money, just basically the minimum amount of money they can pay us without it being illegal, uh, which, which is fine. I'm not complaining about because, you know, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity. So, uh, but we would like to move on from that, obviously. So, yeah, we really feel good about this radio show. I think it's going to be fucking great. And I would love for you guys to tune in whichever way you can and get involved with all the social media. The podcast is up now. You can subscribe to it. We have a YouTube channel. That's up. You can subscribe to it. And we have a Facebook page and an Instagram. It'd be fucking great if you could just follow all of those things. Even if you hide us from your newsfeed, I don't care. What matters is the numbers, all right? So that we can show them, hey, look how many numbers we got in the first week. Aren't we going well? And then they'll go, fuck, maybe we should put more effort and more time and more money into these guys and give them the ability to make an even better show. So, yeah, would really appreciate if you guys got behind uh, the Luke and Lewis show. I feel super passionate about it. And just to reiterate, nothing will change individually. Not censoring myself, not lowering my output, not stopping this podcast, still doing Lou Review, still doing bi-monthly bull. The only thing that has changed is now I get to do a fucking fun show with a brilliant friend of mine and it's every day which is effectively tripling the amount of content that we're putting out. So I really do hope you guys enjoy the first episode of Luke and Lewis in the first week. Thank you very much for listening to this. Sorry, I'm incredibly tired. The next episode will be full of angry ranting and ravings, I'm sure. All right? So, I will talk to you next Sunday. Well, Monday. And uh, I sincerely really do hope that you all have a fucking shit one.